welcome to the F3Q Source podcast with your host, Professor Z. Now, I'm excited to be with you. I've been off the mic for a little bit. November was uh, an interesting month, had a lot of travel, work, family. Took me away from doing what I love, but here we are, the beginning of December, and I want to pick back up where we've been continuing. Now, for the Lubbock family, we've been talking about several different lessons as we've been building, but I want to pick up at lead right. So the lesson we're going to talk about today is how we can practice virtuous leadership. And there's a couple different elements that our lesson teaches us. The first one is what are the four capabilities of effective leadership? Then we're going to look at the five habits and ethics of moral excellence, or really these virtues. And then we're going to build on that. And where do we go from there? So why don't we go ahead and start with the four capabilities? And what I found so interesting, I've been spending a lot of times talking about community in the workplace, in our life. How do we build community with those we love, those we care about, those that we are in service to? What does that mean? What does that look like? And Stephen Covey actually, in an essay that he wrote several years ago and has revised multiple times, provides us with four roles of building community. And what I find interesting is how closely they align with the lesson that we are talking about today, which is the capabilities of effective leadership. So let's start there. And the first is vision, the ability to recognize and the ability to identify where it is that we are going. Now, what's interesting is we have to consider a few elements here. And I'm going to start with you as an individual. And this is a piece that I think we often overlook. I think many times when we're talking about leadership, we tend to go too broad. We talk team, we talk others, but we rarely talk about us. When we think about the idea of vision, I want you to look at it through the lens of you. Who are you as a person? Who are you as a leader? Who are you as a man? What are the values that you have? What's your mission? What's your purpose? What is it that gives you the energy to do the things you do? If you're struggling with answering that, I want to encourage you, spend some time with these questions. Because how is it exactly that we can effectively influence others if we don't even know who we are? What are we influencing them to? If I can't even tell you what it is that I'm passionate about, yet we've demonstrated and we've shown a connection, how can I honestly influence you? So the second is articulation. This is the act of describing the vision. So your ability to effectively communicate. How do you build consensus? How do you build buy-in? If we think about the role of F3, I'm going to pick on one part, which is to grow. How is it that we can articulate the mission of F3? As we're trying to grow, 
if we don't know who we are and why we do what we do, why we are drawn and connected to F3, how are we going to be able to grow? How are we going to be able to influence others to join us? Third is persuasion. This is about influence. Our behaviors and our, well, our, our actions are what influence. Think of somebody who you admire, somebody you look up to. What led you to that? Was it their behavior? What were those specific behaviors? Regardless of what you answer, here's the thing. You were influenced through the behaviors of someone else. Now, think of how you are influencing others through your actions. Do they align with your vision? Do they align with your values, your mission? If not, this is a great opportunity to put that into place. This is a great opportunity for you to spend some time evaluating and thinking about who you are as a person. Because as we're getting ready to end 2022 and move into 2023, you have an amazing opportunity to lead right. Now, the fourth is really the obstacles that we face. These are the, the barriers, the roadblocks that come up. We're going to try something and we're going to fail. Well, instead of looking at that failure as an end point, I want to bring in a question that Stephen Covey asks us. Now, in his lesson in The Eighth Habit, we're talking about this notion of pathfinding, which I'm going to talk about here in just a second. But when we talk about this notion of pathfinding, which is very similar to vision, he asks a question. And it's based off of a scenario, but the question is this, how can I best operate considering the circumstances? How can I best operate considering the circumstances? And what he's doing and what that question entails is we have a choice. We have a choice in regards to how we want to influence, impact, to advocate, to be and lay and identify a vision. We have a choice. And that choice starts with you. What are you willing to do based on the circumstances around you? Play with the question. I don't care. But what you have to do is you have to decide with these circumstances, say you failed, now what do you do? Well, are you going to just go home and cry about it? Fine. But that's not going to help you move forward. That's not going to help you be an effective leader. What type of an influence is that? It's your choice. I can give you all this content. I can give you all this guidance. It's your choice. That's why we talk about this through the lens of an effective leader. You've got to have vision. You've got to have articulation, persuasion, and movement, right? And, and movement around these obstacles. I mean, just think about any F3 beatdown. If you're running like this morning, our group was running, the lights turned off. It was pitch dark. What are we doing? You adapt. You get a little bit closer. And if the other person falls, you just go the other way, right? All right. So let's talk about the five habits and ethics of moral excellence. First, 
candor. If I've got a perspective, if I see something, I got to be able to say it. Listen, if we're going to commit to each other, if we're going to show up for each other, we have to be able to have these hard conversations. I have no problem in saying the month of November, I failed my goal. My goals were to accomplish X number of beatdowns, to rock X number of miles. I didn't do it. But you know what I also did? I took the safe way and I didn't have an accountability partner. I should have had that. Because I look back on it now and I look at where I'm sitting today. Think of how much farther ahead I could be if I would have held myself to it. So that's candor that I need to have with myself. Second, you must have commitment. This is that unwavering loyalty to the group, unflinching determination to accomplish its mission. You know, when we think about the role of an effective leader, and as it states in our lesson, effective leadership alone may achieve short-term results, but it takes a committed leader to obtain long-term advantage for the group. We're going to have highs and lows. It's our reality. It's life. How committed are you? What is it that's going to cause you to keep showing up? Third, you must be consistent unchanging in nature, standard, or effect over time. Inconsistent leaders cannot be fully relied upon and ultimately produce inconsistent results. For the month of November, I was inconsistent. I could not provide consistent results. My focus is to change that for the month of December, and then for January, and February, and March, and April, and to find ways that I can further commit to ensuring that we're able to achieve our mission. Fourth, must possess contentment, which is the stability of emotion engendered by the consistent pursuit of joy rather than happiness. What is it that you're after? As you think about your values and your mission, what is it? Is it having the next best thing? Is it making sure that you achieve something so you can show it off to others? Or is it that you had develop in awareness of yourself so that your focus in life is on significance, that you can create an environment for you, for your M, one that is full of happiness and joy and contentment and peace. I don't know. I, I just believe if you really want to find happiness, if you're really searching, then, man, Look at that contentment. What are you chasing? What are you running after? Is it worth it? What if you were to slow down a bit? And then fifth, he must be a man with courage, which is a habit of setting aside fear to turn hardship into grace. I've used myself as an example here. November sucked. I failed, period. But you know what? Here it is, December 2nd. I'm back in it. I showed up. I showed up on Wednesday. I queued my session. I showed up today on a Friday. I'm going to show up tomorrow. And boy, let me tell you about my morning this morning. I woke up late. I had every freaking red light. I almost ran over a black cat. Seriously. 
these were all things where I could have easily said, I'm going to be late, forget it. But you know what? It ebbs and flows. We have our high points. We have our low points. It's what we do with it. How will you lead right? I want to bring in one more perspective before I wrap up today, and it's what I've been hinting at. And this comes from Stephen R. Covey in an essay he wrote, Servant Leadership and Community Leadership in the 21st Century. And he talks about the four roles of leadership, and I, I want you to be able to draw that connection. And the first role is simply to be an example, be a model, one whose life has credibility with others, has integrity, diligence, humility, the spirit of servant leadership, of contribution. The second role of leadership is pathfinding. That's the vision role, the role of deciding. Now listen here, the role of deciding what your mission is and what your values are, what you're trying to accomplish. Not others, but what you are trying to accomplish. And this is the mistake that most organizations and leaders make. They announce it. And they try to make others buy into it. And when they don't have involvement in it, when we try and take a singular and put it into a plural, when we try to make it something for everyone, when it's intended to be just for you, we're not going to get the commitment. The third role is alignment. Once we've identified our vision, our mission, our values, our purpose, are the structures and processes that we function in, do they support or do they hinder? Because you can do and develop the greatest vision. You can develop the greatest values. But if your systems, your processes, and your environment do not support the success of that, you're going to fail. And then the fourth one is essentially the fruit of all of the, for the previous three, which is be an example, pathfinding, alignment. The fourth role of leadership is empowerment. Again, it's essentially the fruit of the first three. If you've done your job and you've done your work to understand who you are as a leader, to be able to identify and project your vision, it is then we can start being an effective leader where individuals will want to follow us. I want to thank you for taking the time to listen to this episode of the F3Q Source podcast. If you have any questions, please let me know at jason at slicoaching.net. Until next time, I'll see you in the gloom. One, two, three.